Hey, 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 people, what's going on? Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I hope everything is going beautiful with yours, and I hope everything is going beautiful with you. Uh, let's talk about some things real quick. Praying, meditating, and fasting. Am I expert on any of the three? No. But do I apply all three to my life? Yes, I do. Am I totally together? No, I'm a human being. I have ups, I have downs, I got ebbs, and I got flows. That's what makes me human. I don't pretend nor claim to be perfect in any way, shape, or form. But there are certain things that I do every day. I start my day off before I even get out of bed praying. Then I meditate on what I prayed about. Then I've already started my fast. My fast is after my last meal, which I do daily. I try my best do, to do an 18-6 intermittent fast. Just means I only eat in a six-hour window per day. Sometimes do I blow that? Yes, I might have a little snack because I feel low depleted, low sugar, whatever. But I try not to have anything that's considered a meal outside of those parameters. So for me, it would be more like uh, 10 o'clock to, uh, let's say, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I would actually eat dinner. And that's it for the day, 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And in between, I'm not trying to have any snacks. I only eat two meals per day. So if you consider yourself to be a religious person and you're going through all this rigmarole about fasting, you're not doing yourself any favors. People do this all the time. My wife does this without even being conscious of it. She doesn't have her first meal until about 10 o'clock every day. And she has her last meal at the very latest 5 o'clock. So you do the math. She's at least 16 hours every day going without food. And she does not make a big deal about it. You shouldn't make a big deal about praying. You shouldn't make a big deal about fasting. Meditation. This is my view on meditation. I believe that we all can meditate at least 20 minutes a day. Hopefully you could do it twice a day before you go to bed and when you wake up. I don't believe in a mantra. I don't believe that you have to hold any special beads in your hand or sit in any certain position. I don't also believe that you have to burn any certain smells. I think that's a lot of minutia. I think it's idol worship. I think it's foolishness. I think that you can clear your mind because we don't take enough time to breathe. Okay, we breathe all day. You say, okay, you're an idiot, dog. We breathe all day or we die. I am talking about deep breathing where you could feel it almost that ear going all the way from your toes back up to your brain and then out of your body and then repeating it again and again and again till you get to a sense of relaxation where you get outside of your own body where you get to be able to think about the things that you need to handle the things that you need to tackle how you went about doing things where you made a real big big mistake and you want to clean it up so I do this daily, and I've been doing this maybe 15, 20 years now. I actually heard about somebody mention it once, and, you know, I really enjoyed the no mantra thing. I'm not going to sit around like Tina Turner in uh, What's Love Got to Do With It. I'm not a Buddhist. I'm never going to be a Buddhist. I am not doing no Romney, whatever. So... Now, during my fast, I found that this helps me. I don't know if it'll help you. I drink a cup of lemon water every day to start my day off. A 10-ounce glass of lemon water, kind of not frozen cold, room temperature. Then I have a 24-ounce water, which is cold because it's been sitting in the fridge all night. So I start my day off by actually rejuvenating my body 
with at least 32 ounces of liquid, not soda, not juice, not coffee, not tea, but water, lemon, just to get myself hydrated, to get the function back in my brain, to get my body moving, and to also try to get my body a little bit less alkaline instead of being so acidy. And so far, this has worked. It has helped me lose weight. It has definitely helped me with any inflammations that I've had in my body. Now, I've been on this lemon thing and this uh, fasting now for two months. I have dropped almost 18 to 20 pounds. Like I said, I feel a lot less pain. Uh, I feel better because I don't have the inflammation in my joints. I'm getting older. Uh, I'm able to focus. Now, what this does do is you need to be disciplined. You need to be obedient to your body. And you will learn not to take anything for granted if you pray, you meditate, and you fast. Because praying is not asking for this magic bank account to be constantly open. It's also asking for strength to handle the situations that come at you. It's also just a time of saying thank you. There are a lot of things in this life to be thankful about. I don't know what they are for you. You know what? You might have had situations in your life before where you lacked. Now you have abundance. And because you have abundance where you once lacked, you should be thankful for that. You might have had trouble doing anything. I don't know. You might have had physical troubles that you no longer have. Where's your Thanksgiving on that? So. Take the time if you can. I think it will help you. You could start off really slow. Give yourself a week. Pray, fast, meditate, see how you feel. Get back to me after you do that. I would love to hear from you just to let me know what you think of that. Because who wouldn't need a little bit more discipline in their life? Who wouldn't be in better shape if they was more obedient to uh, whoever their God is, if they were more obedient to the pains and aches in their bodies and their joints, and they don't go away by ignoring them, you have to address them. And sometimes holistic is the best way to address things. Miracles happen. Prayer leads to miracles. It really does. You could say what you want. There are millions of people who pray every day and will never get what they want because they ask for the wrong things to begin with. You don't start off prayer by begging. You first think. You first show appreciation. And when in that appreciation, then you can be blessed. And that's all I really want to say about that. I'm going to move on to the next subject. So Israel and Hamas agreed to a five-day ceasefire. Now, that's quote-unquote because nobody has actually so far from the White House or Netanyahu said that this deal is in place. See, this is wishful thinking, and hopefully this is something that comes about so that these women and children can at least leave the Gaza Strip area without being under gunfire. And I'm hoping for cooler and calmer heads to prevail and that this happens. We lost Rosalind Carter at the age of 96. She was a former first lady. She was married to President Jimmy Carter. They both came off as very nice people. Him in particular, too nice a person to be president of the United States. But for them to be old school Georgians and never exhibit any form of racism when racism at that time in the 70s was still acceptable. I appreciated Rosalind Carter and I appreciated Jimmy Carter. Uh, he was just not the right man for the job and he opened the door to Ronald Reagan, Reaganomics and a whole different thing. How he handled the Middle East, he really thought, I guess, that there was a way to sit down and calmly talk. And these, those countries at that time were fierce enemies and it wasn't working. And that's why he was a one-time president. But this was not a man who caused any grief, heartache, or pain to the nation. He was a peaceful dude. 
I liked him. Could he have lived in another time for this country and been better? No. There was no real place and time for Jimmy Carter, not for the United States of America. But he did have his four years, you know, and if you you figure you're coming out of Nixon to Ford, who was never even voted president, you needed some stability. And he was at least stable for the four years. So we got Thanksgiving coming this weekend. Strange talk with Doc. Strange talk with Doc is not going to make Thanksgiving political. It's not going to make it about slaughter. We know our history. We don't need to get into the history right now. I am not dumb to the history of the natives of this country. But when I'm thinking about Thanksgiving, I'm thinking about a day which you should be really in Thanksgiving 365. 365, you should be living in Thanksgiving. But this is a day of family. This is a day of food. This is a day, if you're like me, of football. So that's how I'm viewing Thanksgiving. Are you thankful for anything? And if you don't spend 365 days a year showing some Thanksgiving, then at least one day a year you can. It's a start. Maybe then the next day after won't be Black Friday. It'll be Thanksgiving Friday and then moving on to Thanksgiving Saturday and on and on and on. So the House passed the bill to avoid a shutdown. Thank you. This is a temporary funding. So it's not going to really go on forever, but it will take the country through the holidays because they were at the door on this bad boy. Again, they have just four days left. But you know what? To give some people some peace of mind through the holidays, I appreciate that. Now, this mother of the six-year-old who shot this teacher in Virginia was sentenced to 20 months in federal prison. Her name is Deja Taylor. And her son took a handgun to school and shot A.B. Uh, Zawerna. And this happened back in January. Gun owners, you know one deal and you know it. Your guns are supposed to be protected. You have children in the home. You can treat your weapons a lot different than people who have no children in their home. You might need to get a safe. You might need to get a lock on your weapon. You definitely need to be able to store your magazines away from your weapons. You should not have a fully loaded, cocked, ready, and locked gun where any child could get access to it. Too many children per year get harmed due to gun violence. I I would conduct myself totally different if I had a child in my home or actually even when I have visitors in my home, I make sure that I take certain safeguards to protect not only them, but to protect me and my wife just in case somebody loses their fucking mind inside my home and they have access to fully loaded weapons. And now I'm a victim of gun violence in my own door. That's not happening. I make sure that that does not happen. And so Deja Taylor getting to 21 months, she deserves it for just being negligent. She deserves to go to prison and think about what she did. Think about the harm that she put not only AB in, but she put her own child in because that child could have shot himself. He could have shot another student. This could have been a lot worse tragedy. So the great liar, George Santos, says he will not seek re-election. We shall see when the time comes. We found out not to believe anything that George Santos says. Uh, you know, the ethics committee has stated that this dude has spent thousands of dollars illegally on all kinds of nonsense, Airbnbs, Vegas trips, OnlyFans, and Botox, plus clothing. So, you know what George says one thing today. I don't even know if George believes what George says himself. So I'm definitely not going to be foolish enough to believe in him more than he believes in himself. So the Trump trial is still going on. And this is not even the criminal. I, 
this civil lawsuit in New York has taken forever. At some point in time, they're going to have to call their final witnesses, make their closing statements, and move on and give this thing into the hands of a jury so that we can see what happens with him and the Trump organization. So I don't normally speak about celebrities. I don't care about what they do in their personal life. But I have to speak on Diddy and I have to speak on Will Smith. Will Smith's a 55-year-old man. Will Smith needs, and this is the only thing I'm going to say, I don't give a fuck about what happened between him and Dwayne Martin. That's got nothing to do with me. It's none of my business. I wish I never would have heard it. I wish I would have never heard it. If it's true, I wish I would have never heard it if it was a lie. Will Smith needs new people in his life. He is a prime example that you can have money and still have snakes all around you. Uh, was it that person's business to out him? Was it Jada's business to say some of the things that she has said about him in her book? No. I actually feel for the guy that he is so fucking stupid that the one thing that he can control is the people that are in your life. He is doing a lousy job. And now he has to teach his children and hopefully they don't follow his example and do just as bad a job by keeping him themselves surrounded by people who do not have the, his best interest at heart. I am far from a wealthy man. I am far from a rich man, but I keep only people in my circle who will also protect me as though I'm in the room, even when I'm not there. And those are the only type of people you should have in your life. Now, Diddy, he's a whole nother subject, but I guess that he said, I'm a very rich man. I don't need the aggravation. My name is being thrown here, there, and everywhere. I'm going to pay off this case and get it out of my way. If he did it because he felt he owed her, I don't know. If he did this because he just wants this thing to kind of die down in the media, I don't know if that's true or not. Now, is it my personal opinion that I should have an opinion on that? No. All I know is that I've never seen a person handle a case as fast as Diddy did on this one. And you know what? For him, if he thinks that it helps him get some sleep at night, because we all have to live with our demons, then good for him. And good for her. Hopefully, this will help her with her pain and suffering if there was any pain and suffering. And she can get to move on with her life. Because you know that there's some... NDAs were signed in this agreement, and she could probably never speak his name publicly about anything as long as she lives, or she will forfeit all the money that she received. Now, in a case that I didn't even really know about, the NBA big insurance fraud case. So this week, big baby Glenn Davis and Will Bynum was convicted in New York in a scheme that was going to defraud the insurance plan for NBA players and their families of more than $5 million. Now, 18 other NBA players was involved in this deal, and the ringleader was this Terrence Williams. Now, Terrence Williams has already been sentenced, and he was sentenced back in August, and he's going to have to do 10 years in prison. Terrence Williams was a first-round draft pick of the Nets. At the time, they were the New Jersey Nets. And he's going to have to spend a million dollars. I've said this over and I've said this over and I've said this over again. Don't scam nobody. Don't con nobody. These are men who came across massive amount of money in the course of their careers. Very young men still who came across people who are in positions to help them earn money. They have name recognition. Recognition, I'm sorry. Glenn Davis does a podcast. He does an LSU podcast. He does a Boston Celtic podcast. Who says that he couldn't have made the money that he was trying to scam? I mean, you got Sebastian Telfair caught up in this, and he already has legal issues. I mean, this is a shame. Uh... Sometimes nobody feels that enough is enough. You know what? Everybody's not going to have billionaire money. 
Everybody's not going to have billionaire money. But why did we become ashamed or think that if you have a few hundred thousand in the bank that you're not doing well? Some of these guys had pensions, earned pensions in the NBA, which I'm sure pays them hundreds of thousands each year. They couldn't survive off that. They couldn't take some of this time, energy, and classes that they get. They get special treatment to begin with, people. They could have went to the NBA and said, could you teach me how to handle my finances as a player? I mean, everybody blows off people who try to better them. It's like almost like people are ashamed that somebody's out there trying to better your life. So you have to shun those. But the people that want to harm you, people run to their arms. It makes no sense to me. I watched a little bit of TV this week. Uh, Found. We got to figure out what happened with Sir. Did Sir escape the basement? I mean, is Sir on the loose? What's the deal? And I can't wait to this week's episode to find out what happened with Sir and why was there a report at the end of the last show that he was spotted at our home? Uh, I watched a documentary on Ricky Hatton, the ex-boxer from England. That was very good. I found out this week Law and Order star Jeffrey Donovan will not be returning to the show next season. Now, I don't understand that. The year before, Anthony Anderson didn't come back. Now, Jeffrey Donovan didn't come back. So the big brother now is going to have to have his second partner, and this will be the third different detective on the show in three years. Maybe they should not have brought Law and Order back. But we have to see how the chemistry is going to be between the brother and whoever his new partner is. I hope they pick wisely the new actor who joins the cast. I watched the movie with Ludacris and Little Rel. It was called Dashing Through the Snow. So if you like Christmas movies, you got a young person in your house who likes Christmas movies, I highly recommend that you give this one a chance. Uh, it wasn't over-the-top Christmassy. It wasn't over-the-top religious. It was just a fun little Christmas movie. And we're in a season, so if you like that kind of thing, get with it. So Jason Momoa hosted Saturday Night Live for the second time. And I have to say, he did a good job. It was well-written. It was my favorite Saturday Night Live so far this season. And I really enjoyed it. I can't say that about every Saturday Night Live, but this week I enjoyed it. I also watched Truth and Lies, The Last Gangster. This is Sammy the Bull's documentary. It's a quick two-hour documentary. Him, his daughter, his son, and a couple of other people. It's quite interesting. I don't really like giving these hardcore gangsters a lot of props or credit because they're killers. And, you know, these killers have now gone on to the podcast world where they have a big fan base. So they really don't need me to hype them up. But I thought it was a pretty good documentary. We don't get to hear uh, in documentary form a lot from Sammy DeBole Gravano. But in this chance, we did. I also uh, listened to Andre's 3000 CD. Uh, This is not jazz, people. This is kind of like... uh, Elevator music. Uh, Did I know that he had the skills to play a wind instrument? No, I did not. But, you know, Andre seems to be happy with Andre's skin. He seems to be a dude that's out there. He seems to be pleasant. He seems to be, uh, you know, he definitely seems like a guy who does some praying, meditating, fasting. So, you know what? And I don't mean to stick him in that hole because he might not do any of the three but he just seems like the type. He seems like a good, easy soul. And if this is what makes him happy, if this is what he wants to share with the world, I have no problems with him doing it. But this is not my kind of music, so I can't really highly recommend it. But you can stick your toe in the water and listen to a minute just to see what it sounds like to you. Jim Harbaugh decided he's going to drop the case against the Big Ten and accept his punishment for sign stealing. Okay, so far, he was suspended for three games. They're 2-0. They still have to play Ohio State this week. That's the big game to begin with. 
I am sure that he's around a facility. He's putting his game plan in perspective. He's giving the assistant coaches the tools to work with. I'm sure he's going to do everything that he can to make sure that his team is in the best position that they can be in to actually win this game. Because if they go 11-0 or 12-0, they're going to be a major player in the playoffs, and they might have a chance at going for the national championship, something that Michigan hasn't won in years, and Jim Harbaugh has never won. So this would be huge for his career. This weekend coming up, we got the WWE Survivor Series War Games. I'm going to break down these matches real quick, and I'm going to move on. You got Cody Rose, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, and Seth Rollins. And they're taking on Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and J.D. Madonna, who is the newest member of the Judgment Day. Uh, I don't think that you really should have the Judgment Day losing this match. But if the Judgment Day is going to lose this match, Dominic's going to be the guy who's pinned. And if uh, Cody and his team of good guys lose their match, it's going to be definitely Jay Uso or Sami Zayn. I can't see Penn, uh, but it should be fun. Then you have the women. You have Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. They're taking on damage control with their new member, Oscar, Bailey, Kaya Sane, and EO Sky. Uh, so far, Dakota Kai is still injured. I expect uh, with the new formation of damage control that Shotzi gets pinned and damage control takes the victory. The Women's World Championship, you got Rhea Ripley going up against Zoe Starks. Rhea Ripley retains. Zoe Starks not ready yet. She's good, but she's not ready yet. The Intercontinental Championship, you got Gunther versus The Miz. I don't see them dropping the belt from Gunther just yet. Even though out here he has some passport problems and he might not be able to leave the country and there's some big shows going on overseas like between the end of this year and the beginning of next year, maybe they make the Miz run with it and Gunther has to, you know, go through some kind of angle with him and Imperium and he retains the title at a further time. And they might want to give the Miz one more ride in the sunset. I wouldn't be surprised at either one on this deal. Carlitos takes on Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar has to win this match. He's coming off as the villain after what him and Ray went through and the breakup basically of LWO. So Santos, to build on his heel character, he must win this match. Carlitos will put on the best he can, but he cannot win. Then to close it out, we got Solo Sequoia going up against L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight's on the roll. They're trying to make Solo into a killer. Solo just had a big moment on the pay-per-view destroying uh, John Cena. So I still see L.A. Knight. He's in the hunt for the title. I see L.A. Knight pulling this one out. Now in a move that I'm not understanding at all, ESPN now has a betting app. Why would a sports news program have a betting app? Wouldn't that be some kind of conflict of interest where ESPN are now going to push people in one direction over another direction, depending on how money is going on certain uh, games? Say you've got the Panthers who stink. Okay, we can agree the Carolina Panthers stink. They're one and nine. And say they're playing, this is all hypothetical. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs is defending Super Bowl champs. Now, no money is going on Carolina, and ESPN really needs some money to go on Carolina. Now you have show after show telling you that either Patrick Mahomes has a uh, toenail that's hanging, or he's had the virus, and Bryce Young has been looking super fantastic in practice. You, you get my drift. They can influence. See, this is how bad our government is right now. Years ago, this would not have been allowed. And I don't see this becoming popular. You got DraftKings. You already got MGM. You have Caesars app out there. I just don't see ESPN app becoming a big thing. I'm never going to touch it. It's not for me. 
this following weekend, we had a UFC fight night. You had Brendan Allen submit Paul Craig by rear naked choke in round three. You had Michael Morales defeat uh, Jake Matthews by unanimous decision. One that kind of shocked me, Chase Cooper uh, submitted uh, Jordan Levitt, rear naked choke in the first round. I didn't think that was going to happen. Amanda Remus defeated uh, Luna Pachero by TKO. It was a wheel kick and punches. That was very good. It was an all right card. It wasn't a great card, but we have another card coming up. And the next card from the UFC is not going to be to 12-2. They get a break for Thanksgiving week and Thanksgiving weekend. Once again, 12-2. You get the, the main event is going to be Benil Darius versus Armand Tassashian. You got Dan Hooker taking on Bobby Green. Bobby Green is always working. Kelvin Gaslam is taking on Sean Brady. Davison Figueredo is taking on Rob Font. Misha Tate is taking on Julia Alvela. Khalil Roundtree is taking on Azmed Merskansevich. And so far, that is a good, solid, solid uh, main event. Your preliminary card is, is going to have Clay Guida is going up against Joaquin Silva. Zachary Reese is taking on Cody Brunjic. Uh, you got Wellington Turman taking on Jared Gordon. Veronica Hardy is taking on Jamie Lynn Hurt. So this is a solid card. Uh, Dakar Close is taking on Joe Selecki. This is what I would call a good, solid preliminary card and a good, solid main event card. And once again, that's not going to be to 12-2. So next weekend, no UFC, people. You got the WWE. If you want to see something that involves some kind of uh, physicality, you got the UFC. MLB gave out their awards. Your manager of the year for the uh, National League with Skip Shoemaker of the Marlins. Uh, your LA or American League Manager of the Year was Brandon Hyde of the Orioles. Your National League Rookie of the Year was Corbin Carroll from the Diamondbacks. Your American League Rookie of the Year was Gunter Henderson of the Orioles. The AL Cy Young winner was Garrett Cole from my New York Yankees. Uh, the Cy Young for the National League was Blake Schnell. Shikoni Otani is the American League most valuable player. This is the second time in three years he's won that award. Ronald Kuna Jr. is the National League most valuable player. And on top of it, the Oakland A's have been unanimously approved by the owners to relocate to Las Vegas. Now, I don't really like the area that they decided to put the stadium because I'm a big New York, New York hotel and casino fan. I like to stay down in that area. And if they're going to be at the Tropicana and doing constructions and things of that nature, that means that stadium is going to be right there. And that's kind of a weird place to put it. But now Las Vegas in a short span of time has a NFL team a WNBA team, a Major League Baseball team. They have a hockey team and a football team. The only thing that they are missing is an NBA team. And me personally, I wish the San Antonio Spurs would take their ass out of San Antonio, put themselves in a much sexier position, move to Las Vegas and become the Las Vegas Spurs. They could even keep the black uniforms because that town seems to like teams in black uniforms. They would be a perfect fit, and maybe we can get some help from Wimbiama because it will be a sexier location. So Draymond Green has been suspended five games by the NBA. I thought Draymond should have got ten games. I don't care how people say it. It was not a headlock. It was a rear-naked choke. Uh, he could have hurt that man. Uh, it was dirty. I think Draymond is a dirty player. Is he a good player? Yes. Is he 
Does he fit a role for the Warriors? Yes, he does. But is he also a dirty guy who will kick you in the balls and probably poke you in the eye? Yes, he's that dude too. So Draymond got lucky. The Warriors got lucky with this five game. Now, if he does anything else after this, I hope Silver smacks him down hard. But we shall see. It's a business. It's a business before it's anything else, people. I like to give you what I consider to be the games of the week. So we're going to go through these pretty quick and keep it moving. Tonight, you got the Knicks versus Minnesota. You got the Kings versus the Pelicans. You got the Clippers who cannot seem to get their shit together versus my San Antonio Spurs who also cannot get their shit together. San Antonio hasn't won in like a week and a half, man, and I we need a victory bad. Tuesday, you got the Cavs going against the 76ers. You got the Jazz taking on the Lakers. Wednesday, you got the Nets taking on Atlanta. You got the Bucks going up against the Celtics, who have been balling. You got the Clippers in a rematch going up against the Spurs again. You got Golden State going up against Phoenix. Now, Golden State will be without Draymond, he's under suspension. They're taking on Phoenix, and uh, Corey Booker has returned for the Suns. You also have the Mavericks, who were balling out, taking on the Lakers. Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, you have no games scheduled. No games are scheduled versus the NFL Turkey Day Thanksgiving. Friday, you got the Heat taking on the Knicks. My Spurs going to San Antonio, I mean, Golden State to take on the Warriors. The Pelicans take the, on the Clippers. Saturday, you got Philadelphia and OKC. You got the Heat versus the Nets. You got the Mavericks versus the Clippers. Sunday, you got Portland going into Milwaukee to play the Bucks. You got Phoenix versus the Knicks. And then you also have my Spurs taking on the world champion Nuggets. In a bit of good news yesterday, Cowboy owner Jerry Jones announced that Jimmy Johnson is finally going into the Dallas Cowboy Ring of Honor. It's a damn shame that Jimmy Johnson is in the College Hall of Fame. He is in the NFL Hall of Fame, and it took him this long and to get into the Cowboys Hall of Fame. I mean, this is the dude who created How About Them Cowboys. I mean, this is the guy who coached the Cowboys to two championships, a 7-1 record in the playoffs, which meant that he reached another uh, NFC championship. We have not had that kind of consistent success since Jimmy left. I mean, he helped draft the triplets. This, I mean, this guy is a, a huge part of the legacy of the Cowboys and for it to take this long, and these guys were college teammates, man. I don't know what went on in their relationship that made it this uh, disconnected, but I'm glad to see these two old men could put their heads together and settle this nonsense. Cowboy Nation is probably very happy. As a represent, one of the representatives of many, I'm going to say that this Cowboy Nation member is ecstatic about this information. Okay. Now, this has now been broken, but C.D. Lamb had became the first NFL player in history to have 10 catches and at least 150 yards in three consecutive games. That streak ended last night. We'll get to that later. Deshaun Watson is out for the season, and he needs surgery on his fractured shoulder. Mark Andrews is now out for the season. He's the tight end. <clears throat> excuse me, the tight end for the Ravens. Joe Barrow is out for the season. He tore a ligament in his wrist. Joe Flacco, who's got to be 602 years old, signed with the Browns practice squad, which means he's not really on the Browns practice squad. He's just getting in shape to see what he got. I don't understand that. There had to be somebody out there better. There had to be somebody that you can call up or pick up off another team. Then Joe Flacco, who was with the Ravens, then the Jets, and then out of the league. I mean, I don't understand how they recycle these same guys over and over and think that it's going to do them any good. Now, let's go 
through what happened in the NFL. The Ravens, eight and three Ravens handled the Bengals, the five and five Bengals, 34 to 20. Joe Barrow in this game went out in the second quarter with a wrist injury. Lamar Jackson threw for two touchdowns in the second quarter, and the Ravens actually held on in the third and fourth quarter to get the victory. C.J. Stroud led the 6-4 and four Texans to a 21-16 win over the 2-9 and nine Cardinals, despite having a season-high three interceptions. But he also was 27-37 of 37 for 336 yards and threw two touchdowns. I'm glad to see that the team bailed him out when he had his struggles for once. The Lions, who lead the NFC North with an 8-2 record, scored 12 points late in the game to beat the 3-6 Bears, 31-26. David Montgomery had a late TD run, but Jared Goff also threw for three interceptions in his game. You know what? I guess you have to have these games to get them out of your system before the playoffs come. Dak Prescott threw two touchdowns, and Deron Bland tied an NFL record with his fourth pick six of the season for the seven and three Cowboys, who beat the one and nine Panthers 33 to 10. Did the Cowboys' offense look in sync? No. Did the defense look halfway decent at times? Micah had three sacks. Like I said, Deron got another interception for a touchdown. I even believe Lawrence had a sack, but it was just good. I guess you got to get these gut out wins. I think the Cowboys look past the Panthers and were looking to the commanders on Thanksgiving, and they don't have the right to do that. They don't have the right to look past anybody, but I believe they did. Jordan Love threw a late TD pass for the 4-6 and six Panthers, and he led them to a 23-20 victory over the 4-6 and six Chargers. Jalen Ramsey made a beautiful game-sailing interception for the 7-3 Dolphins, who overcame three turnovers to uh, beat the 5-6 and six Raiders, 20-13. Tyreek Hill caught his league-leading eighth touchdown of the season. He also had 146 yards on 10 catches. Tua Tavalova, 28-39 for 325 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Sam Howe had three interceptions for the 4-7 and seven Commanders in their 31-19 loss to, listen, the last-place Giants, the 3-8 and eight Giants, led by Tommy DeVito, who completed 18 of 26 for 246 and three touchdowns. This dude was sacked nine times and won an NFL game. Now, Howe was also sacked four times, but this dude was sacked nine times and had the, the wherewithal to still go 18 for 26 for a last-place team, throw three touchdowns and 246 yards, I tip my hat to Mr. Tommy DeVito. Uh, rookie quarterback Darian Thomas Robinson for the 7-3 Browns rallied last second, uh, set up a Dustin Hopkins 34-yard field goal with two seconds left to beat the 6-4 and four Steelers. Congratulations, Mr. Darian Thompson Robinson, on your first NFL victory. As we could see at the end of the game, he was emotional about it. I don't blame him. It's uh, living a dream. And that moment, I hope, sticks with him for a long time and motivates him to do bigger and better things in the NFL and in life. Brock Purdy threw three touchdowns to lead the 7-3 49ers past the 4-6 and six Bucks. Uh, the score of that game was, let me see. I believe that score was 31 to, uh, 31 to, uh, 24 or 21. No, actually it was 27, 14. Sorry about that. People. It was 24, 14. Brock Purdy went 21, 21 for 25 and Threw for 333 yards. He had a perfect quarterback rating in this game. Josh Allen 
six and five Bills offense finally woke up a little bit and beat their four and six rival Jets 32 to six. Allen threw three touchdowns, 275 yards, and he helped the Bills snap a two game losing streak. The four and six Rams rallied late in the game and snapped a three game losing streak to beat the 6-4 and four Seahawks 17-16. These division rival games be something else, man. And you know what? This game might come back to bite the Seahawks in the ass because you need every victory you can to get these wild card. Russell Wilson and Courtney Sutton hooked up on a late TD, and that gave the 5-5 five and five Broncos uh, the win over the 6-5 and five Vikings, who were on a five-game winning streak, they beat them 21-20. Joshua Dobbs still played well, but it wasn't enough this particular day. I can't even believe this, but the Broncos are actually on a four-game winning streak. When it looked like the all hope was lost, it seems like they're turning at least a corner and they're being respected. Now, Thursday, you got Green Bay going into Detroit. I got to take Detroit to win this game at home. You got the commanders going into Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys cannot afford to lose this game. And see, this is what I was talking about. San Francisco is going into Seattle to play the Seahawks. San Francisco is a better team, so I'm going to pick San Francisco to win this game. We have a special Friday game. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I believe it's on Amazon, but Amazon is giving a game free to anybody who tunes into their, you know, online, or you have a smart TV and you can get Amazon Prime. It's the Miami Dolphins going in to play the New York Jets. The New York Jets are abysmal. Zach Wilson stinks beyond compare. He might be one of the worst, if not the worst quarterback in the entire league. So I have to have the Dolphins win this game. Sunday, you got the Saints going into Atlanta. I like Atlanta at home. You got Pittsburgh going into Cincinnati. I don't even know who Cincinnati's backup quarterback is. I think Tomlin will have that defense coming after them hardcore. So Pittsburgh's going to steal one on the road. You got the Panthers going into Tennessee. Tennessee seems like they've given up, but at least they have Will Levis out there. And uh, I watched a lot of that game yesterday, and I don't remember seeing uh, Derrick Henry do anything for Tennessee. Carolina has a good defense. Carolina is going to steal one in Tennessee because I just think Tennessee's quit. Tampa Bay is going in to play the Colts in Indianapolis. The Colts are a better team than Tampa Bay, so I'm taking them. The Patriots are going into New York to play the Giants. I think the Giants have what it takes to beat the Patriots. Jaguars are going into Houston to play the Texans. This is like for a first-place team. Uh, C.J. Sprout, if he could fix some of the things that he did yesterday as far as throwing those interceptions, Houston is a tough team, and I'm going to pick Houston at home. The Browns are going into Denver to play the Broncos. I'm going to take the Browns on the road. The Rams are going to play Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray's back. He looked good again, but they did not have what it takes to pull out that game. So I'm going to take the Rams to win. I think Arizona is just not ready to be playing good ball. Casey is going into Vegas. If Casey is focused and motivated, they can win this game by 17 points. Buffalo is taking on Philadelphia. This is another tough game for Philadelphia after Philadelphia also has to play KC tonight. So Philadelphia is in that real rough stretch of their season. I'm going to take Buffalo as a shocker to beat the Eagles in Philly. The Ravens are going to play your late night game against the Chargers. The Ravens are going to beat the Chargers in L.A., on late night Sunday. Your Monday night game next week is the Bears are going into Minnesota to play the Vikings. I'm going to take Joshua Dobb and the Minnesota Vikings to win this game. Remember, people, do your best. Pray, meditate, and fast. 
Fasting is not painful unless you let your mind take you somewhere it's not supposed to be. Remember why you're fasting. You're detoxing. You're letting some toxins out. You're giving your body a chance to digest and absorb the stuff that's already in there. We pile food on all day long. Some people eat breakfast. That's 8 o'clock in the morning. 12 o'clock, they're eating again. 2 o'clock, they have a snack. 4 o'clock, they have something else. Then they have dinner. And then after dinner, they have a snack. You've never given your body a chance to really digest, break things down, absorb them, and put them in your system to find out why do I really need all this food? For centuries, man has not eaten like that. We didn't have the ability to feed ourselves all day and all night. And there's nothing wrong with being a little leaner. Give your heart a break. Give your kidneys a break. Give your, give your organs a break from constantly digesting things. Get that inflammation out of your body and see how you feel. I say meditate because we need to calm ourselves down. We need peaceful time. And the way to get peaceful times is to take that break, cut those lights off, sit down or get in a position and just reflect. See, that's reflection. That's that's getting deep into your core. That's breathing. That's getting your heart flow and your mind right. Praying to me is thanksgiving. Praying is saying thank you for the things that you have and the things that you may get in the future. You don't even know what those are. But you know what? If your eyes open on Tuesday, your prayers that you said maybe on Monday opened your eyes on Tuesday. So it it works that way. And you know what? I appreciate you. I thank you for listening. I hope that everything in your life is going all right. And I hope you get those green lights you need, those health reports that you've been praying about. I hope that your finances are in order. I hope that your friends and family come over and don't act a fool when you all get together this Thanksgiving. I hope that you have friends and family to share that day with. I hope the food is cooked to your to your liking. But you know what? You have a part to play in all this too. You have to also be good to those who are good to you. And sometimes you have to be good to those who act an ass to show them a way that there's a better way than the way that they're they're going down, a path that they're leading on. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Most of all, be good to yourself. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours. Happy Thanksgiving.